We start our new Uber live stream, talk about some AIE news, and then laugh at Lang Ferris dying a lot in Eve. All that and more coming up right now. This is the AIE Podcast. This is the AIE Podcast. Broadcasting from beautiful Northern California, this is Gomez. Hey, hey, party people. Joining me from only a quarter of the state of the way is Aludra. Hey, AIE, I think you're awesome. And coming at us from the deep south out of central Alabama is Accusod. Greetings, this is... Is Accuzad. <laughs> so I know you guys have been playing WoW because I'm playing WoW now. Yeah, so. <laughs> I know. It's so crazy to I, see you in there. It, it was hilarious that the first thing that Aludra said when I logged in is like, that is so not Gomez. Like, <laughs> there was clearly a mistake <laughs> that some person was trying to hack my account. I, I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Uh, I'm not sure. It's but yes. called Aludra Watch. <laughs> I'm on it. She's got it. So I I, uh, I managed to get a panda up to 13. So I've left the main island. I've joined the horde. Uh, Aludra invited me. I know, I invited me, you. Invited me into a <laughs> guild, but I was like, I want to spread out my AA experience. So I joined a different guild. I'm sorry, Aludra. So, I, you saw that, guys? He turned me down. He's like, <laughs> wow. nope, Aludra's guild's not good enough. Well, I was already in Fortuna. Like, Gomas is in Fortuna, but I, I will be honest. And then I was like, oh, no, totally. Like, we'll level Gomas from 85 to 90. And then I logged in and was like, I don't know how to play this game. Like they, <laughs> they've changed everything. Like the specs aren't like you can't pick wrong. It's all a stylistic choice. So now I have to do reading in order to pick the correct spec for Gomez. So that, that will involve some research. Um, sooner or later, I'm sure I will log in Gomez as well. But right now I am Jomus, which is Z H O M U S S. So feel free to say hi. Like I'm in the game. My identity tag list that, um, how are you guys doing in the game? Like, I know you're doing better than I currently am. So, well, I just hit uh, 89 on my panda. Got my monk all the way from one to 89. So excited! I can't wait to start doing uh, heroics and the LFR, then raiding again. It's been a big blast. I'm just loving the monk character. Although I must say, there are too many quests in that Kong Lao Summit place. I don't even know what it's called. But, you know, you have 25 quests. Yeah, you can have 25 quests in your log. I had, I, I had hit 25, and I was still picking up more left and right. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy how much yeah. there is huh. to do there. Okay, uh, yeah, because I know there's a cool 24-slot bag quest someplace in yes. there. Yep. That Got that one. I, I would love to do that as Gomez, but I'm like, I don't have a spec yet, so I probably need to wait <laughs> until I actually have that squared away. Well, you play a few levels. You'll, uh, you'll, you'll figure out your character again. Oh yeah, Very no. Quickly. It's just I, I, they change so much. Like it is so different that I was like, you know what? I'll start a new character. So I'm, I'm now, you know, a level thirteen brewmaster. It's, it's been a good time. Like I, the, the mechanics are very different. Like I'm not used to the way the sort of you have to be a lot more active, and that's very, very different for WoW for me. It's yeah. almost like playing a DK. You got to kind of watch your resources. When do I have enough chi to do this spell or that spell? Yeah, very much so. How about so, you, Ludra? Well, I am this close, this close to 300 pets. 
Oh which I know, I know the <laughs> listeners are going, that's nothing. But I'm seriously two pets away, and I only didn't get them because I started rare hunting with a passion. I wanted those rare dragons because I got exalted with the Cloud Serpent Riders. Oh, wow. So now those little dragons that have been flying around and mocking me, yeah, I'm caging them. So, yeah, <laughs> got to catch them all, I guess. <laughs> no, no, no. I've got so many achievements. Like, I've captured one in every zone in Outland. And I've captured every single pet you can capture in Outland. Yay! Wow. And I've captured, yeah, I know, it's crazy. But it's going to take much more time for Eastern Kingdoms and Kalimdor. Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to um you get the first mount at level twenty, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I have the big blizzard bear, which now finally shows up on all my characters, which I'm thrilled about. So now I can nice, be a panda yeah. riding a bear, which is Yeah. Really that is awesome. It's like super out there. I'm not sure what to make of that, but <laughs> with with a little bear running alongside you too. Yeah, I get the pandemic. Oh yes, uh-huh. yes, that that's or or the hydro bear cub or the baby blizzard bear or <laughs> oh yes, there's there's all sorts. So we did get started rather late today because we're still trying to work out technical issues for doing a video show. So we should probably move into news here. Uh, right. Insert cool news sound effect here. A I E news. All right, we have both happy and sad news at the same time here. One of the leaders of Coop, Tetrahedron, had a real-life take over their time, and we bid Streama a fond ver- farewell. But in their place, a new co-leader has emerged. You've seen her do countless other things for AIE, and now Atriana is leading one of the Coop teams. Welcome her as we attack the Alliance. Yay, Atriana! Woohoo! <laughs> All right, we have an AIE Gaming Community Town Hall scheduled for Friday, October 26th at 10 p.m. Eastern. What's a town hall? Well, it's sort of a community-wide update. Do you have questions about how things are going? Do you want to know what various games are doing with all these expansions? Or do you just want to know who's in charge of all this craziness? Well, the town hall is a great place to go for all this and more. Keep in mind, uh, if your raid team normally raids on Friday night, you might not have a space to be able to do so. So... A lot of people typically show up for these town halls. Um, if you are not able to actually, uh, we, we ask that you find an alternative just for that night. We don't do this very often, so we just want to make sure that yeah. people are aware. Yeah, we do tend to fill up our vent server. It, it does get full. And it's a big vent server, so you'd think it'd never happen. Oh, it happens all the time when we have these things. <laughs> So, the new layers have already been attempted by our fine guilds on the secret world. They had some success with one of the few first few summons. Wow. Voivoid? I have no idea how to pronounce that. It's V-O-I-V-O-D-E. And they're planning more... Voivode. Voivode. Okay. And they're planning more in subsequent weeks. Uh, there are some cool images from the takedown, and make sure and check when the next layer nights are on to get in on the action. So I know exactly what goes on at these sort of things. Yeah, so I, I don't when, know I why wrote this, you wrote it like this. I, I didn't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who wrote these notes? Jeez. <laughs> that, 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 that'd be me. Okay. So I am exactly sure of what goes on at these sort of things. But in case you didn't, we AIE Ladies Night is happening again at 8.30 server time. Now, Gomez's big question, because this is written all awkward for it to be assigned to me, is, is this for female characters or female players? Well, Girl, sir. Girls don't play well. <laughs> yes. You'd have to find girls that actually, no, you, um, <laughs> uh, it's so far has been AIE ladies. So, you know, like, uh, female women behind the computer. 
Okay, some behind, of them show up not on in front tunes. of. Okay, that's yes. that's some fine. Some of them show up on male tunes. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> but last time we uh, took over an inn over in Cargath, and we had a pillow fight with the guards. And that was fun. Wow. And then we did a Karzan run that may or may not have started out fully clothed. I am not. I'm not um, going to comment on that. <laughs> Family guild, come on now. Family, family friendly here. It's an Iron Man run, is what it was. <laughs> oh, you know, oh, okay. You start off, you know, and you only put on what you find and you see, and, you know, oh, special rules. Okay. All right. Well, speaking of awesome parties like that, various Halloween celebrations have started up in Guild Wars 2 as well. And Keiku has collected them all in this handy thread, which you can't really see because this is an audio podcast. But if you were reading the show notes, you could click the link to the forums and find them there. The Mad King scavenger hunts sounds like they're spooled up for a nice event this time of year. And the Warcraft craft fair raffle is picking up a lot of steam with one, not one, but two vials of the sands mounts available as prizes. Other prizes include a jeweled Onyx Panther mount and some 30 day. Wow. Time codes to enter, send 100 gold to S E R I E W A. That's Syria. I would believe that would be pronounced, Why not? Uh, with raffle as a subject. Uh, tickets will be on sale until Friday, November 9th. I believe that is two Fridays from now, somewhere around there. There's no limit for how many you can buy, but if your character has an unusual letter that needs an alt code to spell correctly, that must be provided because we don't like to deal with the crazy umlauts and the thing above the A and all sorts of other things. So, uh, you notice I talk with my hands a lot. This is why I hide behind the camera. My hands are are low, so you don't see me going... (laughs) (laughs) all right zada signed this to me just in time the southern california guildies are meeting up for lucha vavum friday the 26th of october in la yes that's right luchador wrestling this is also during the town hall so hmm. (laughs) tickets to the event are required and are a bit on the pricey side at 45 dollars each that was not a typo (laughs) details can be found at the meetup.com website And speaking of meetups, the Phoenix Raid on Yard House is happening this Sunday, the 28th. So if you're in or anywhere near the Phoenix, Arizona area, like a state or two away, come on over to the Desert Ridge Yard House by 515. Once again, the details about the meetup are found on the meetup.com site. The officers of AIE present the Galactic News of the Week. Hello AIE, this is Abavan, and we have a new 1.5 build on the public test yard, including the cartel market. Free to play is coming soon. The current build on the PTS includes the cartel market. Players can now test drive the cartel market to see what the future of SOTOR holds. There are items such as pets, leveling gear, toys like, like hut balls and frozen carbonite, game feature unlocks, and many of these items on the store can be gifted to other players. And don't forget, Section X and a new companion, HK51, is also included in this patch. Alright, this is Machio with the Ops News. The Sith with unlimited power continue to operate on a regular basis and swept through Eternity Vault this week. The apparently limited power of Sulla was no match for the unlimited power of those guys. The Lords of Light took a week off for vacations and instead scheduled guild-wide plus 10 Datacron runs for both the Imperial and Republic sides. A team of players on both sides were able to get the stat bonus and were even pulled in and even pulled in a few non-guildies who were hanging around earning some kudos call-outs for AIE. Hello everyone, this is Seema with some event news. 
We had our AIE Halloween party this week, and it was a big success. We all rolled up new Halloween-themed characters with scary tattoos and uh, put angry moods on our faces and danced in the cantina to the jukebox. And in true AIE fashion, we all ran out of the palace and randomly buffed people in the area um, and then ran off. It was great fun for all. Hi, this is Max with a reminder that we have two Imperial World Boss Nights coming up. On October 25th and October 30th at 9 p.m. server time, we'll be traveling the galaxy to do battle with world bosses. We'll kill some bosses, work towards our speeder rewards, but we're going to avoid Nightmare Pilgrim for now because we hear he's a nightmare. Please post to the thread in the forums if you're interested in going so we can have a count of who to expect. If you have a SOTOR-related announcement, please message Applevan or post on the forums to have your message read here. From the AIE SOTOR officers, thank you, and we'll see you in the game. Uh, I'm just going to bring out our guests here. We have Lord Senile, oh. <laughs> we have Lanktheris, and we have Stu, a stupid genius. I, I always feel bad calling him stupid genius, even though that's the name he chose. Like, I, yeah, I feel bad. So I, I just, <laughs> I, I call him Stu most of the time, but uh, welcome, guys. Welcome to the show. Hey. Um, Thanks for having us. I am not sure. <laughs> for those who aren't watching the video box. podcast, for those who aren't watching the video podcast, this is hilarious. You need to tune in. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know if you can see this, but I'm coming to you live from the most exciting part of Evo. Woohoo, spreadsheets! Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, pew, pew, pew. That's, um, that's all there is to it, really. Um, so, real quick, because I, I, we have a couple newbies. Lank is definitely a newbie. Um, and, and I have the record to prove this. but uh, And also Stu. Uh, and they're going to talk about their thing and let them, let them go. But first, uh, just a couple things to generally set the format here. Um, first and foremost is that it's been really quiet lately. Uh, <laughs> uh, we have Guild Wars 2, Borderlands 2, uh, Pandaria, and MechWarrior Online is coming to open, open beta soon. So everybody is out playing other games. And what's neat about that is that Eve, uh, you, you train and your character keeps getting stronger whether you play it or not. So there's really not that much of an incentive to continue to play. <laughs> nice! Uh, but that, that's okay for CCP because you still have to pay them. So they're cool with that. You know, you're paying them for server time and you're not using it. So good for I, you. I did have a question uh, regarding that. So you, mm -hmm. you like, let's say you set up, I want to get this trained while I'm not playing. Does that yeah. hit the point that you have to log in to get the next thing? Or can you set up the yes. next five things to train? Well, the, the queue, the, the window for the queue, the little queue that you put your skills into, um, is only 24 hours long. However, uh, if you queue up a skill right at the end, let's say you got 23 hours and a little bit, if you then take a 30 or 45 day skill and cram it in right in that last little bit, it'll overflow. So you don't have to log in for a month and a half yep. if you don't want to. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a that's an extreme example. That's that's like for jump drive calibration five for flying super carriers or something. You know, that's a long skill. But you can often find skills that are five days or fourteen days that you can just jam in there. And uh, the newbies may speak to this, but you know, oftentimes you will find this skill that is like, well, it'd be nice to have that one day, and you just kind of jam it in the end of your queue all the time, and eventually it gets nibbled away, and you 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 log in one day and oh look, I have you know super awesome skill five. Good. You know, when do they train that? So that's neat. Um, the other thing is uh, what Eve isn't, because we've been getting this a lot, and just to cover it again, um, Eve is a weird game because you 
the fun does not exactly come to you. <laughs> Other people's fun comes to you in the form of them killing you, but the fun for you may not necessarily come to you unless you enjoy that sort of thing, Blank. But... <laughs> <laughs> wow! Throwing your co-host <laughs> wow. guest under the bus. <laughs> that is wow! That's really, I know! That's really I say that I happily go where the fun is. Even though it's <laughs> fun. So it's... Even though- you really have to work <laughs> to to get to the point where you can have fun and it's more it's really more like some sort of weird future simulator than it is a game it's it's not exactly space everything works kind of sort of like a submarine which is the closest thing that i can think of uh, so it's like this futuristic space submarine sim with people from somethingawful.com running around and being nasty to you but uh, that's that's what it is so uh, the other thing is a guildwide thing here is we have a new recruitment process. So you know before, um, if you wanted to join AIE and EVE, you would have to go submit a form. Um, we would send you uh, an envelope. You would put in your sample, uh, send it back to us after we send it off to the lab. Uh, we may give you an interview. We'll bring you into the room. Uh, the, the guys in it's the black scary. suits, they're, they're cool. They're it's cool. really scary. It's it's very scary. They were like, uh, Two by two hands you... of blue. <laughs> no, they were like, when did you decide you were going to take down AIE? And I'm like, I don't know, 20 minutes ago? I thought it <laughs> yeah. sounded fun. Uh, we asked these weird <laughs> questions, too. Like, what 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 is your feeling on uh, popcorn stucco? You know, like, what? Hate wow. it. Huh? Hate it know? It's done. irritating. It's so irritating. <laughs> And so we had, we had people backed up forever because, you know, that's, that's a process for them and for us to do for everybody that wants to come in. And eventually, you know, everybody on both sides just like, meh, you know, that's a, that's a lot of effort. So what we've done now is uh, since we have multiple corps, one of which uh, we don't really care if you're a spy or not because we have no assets. So if you want them, take them, I guess, whatever they're worth, which is zero, uh, then you can, you can come on in and do that. So we decided, sure, great, if you want to be in, Submit an application in your mommy, you get approved. 24 hours later, you're in the corp and you're off doing your thing. That's it. Now, if you want to go into AI Universal, into Test Alliance and all that stuff where they do actually have things they care about, uh, you know, you, you can leave the uh, the Fisher Price room and go to that once we know who you are. <laughs> make so, all to, to make this happen more quickly, make all checks payable too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, that'll work. That'll work too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 400 million isk. Uh, Lord C. Nah, that's where you want to deposit that. Um, <laughs> but that's it. Now, let's see. You can see the screen here. Let me go over to this. I just wanted to go over this so that Lank has a, a base to talk about his experiences. This is what is called a, uh, a kill board. And this is kill reports. Now, this is a picture of Lank's ship, his fine little uh, rifter <laughs> here, and how it was fit. Now, Ooh, this is ship. not a kill report saying how awesome Lank was when he killed these two ships over here. This shows you exactly how much these two ships owned Lank. Uh, it's not <laughs> that flat, though. Lank is in a ship that costs maybe a million isk. These these ships on the left here, the, each of these ships costs uh, at least one billion isk. So he was killed by two billion isk in a one million isk ship. Well, I mean that's noble. That's uh, you know they they had to their resources were wasted in in my opinion. Exactly. It, it, like it took that much. It you know that's how many orders of magnitude. That's th- four many. orders of magnitude. So you know you can feel good about that. Sure, and and if he was if Lank was actually a trap to lure them into attacking him, and he tackled them, oh, you know, there goes their risk. Here, here's another one. I don't know if you can can you see this one here? Yes. <clears throat> okay, this is another pair of ships. We're seeing a pattern here. These are another pair of expensive ships. What's Did cool about these? Did they too? Is oh yeah, absolutely. Um, awesome. the, <laughs> these these are designed 
to kill someone so quickly that they don't even know what happened. So I was on vent when this happened to Lake. He he came through the gate and was like, "Okay, I'm jumping." And then he the next the next second he's like, "Well, I'm in the station." So I guess they saved me the trip, which means that he got blown up, potted, and destroyed before he even knew like what was going on. Oh, and and then he got killed by two Cinnaballs, which are very expensive pirate faction ships. But then to shake things up, he got killed by these guys, which is many 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 ships. Um, I guess they were really bored. <laughs> But look at look at this. Look at look at all these people that that, that killed Lank. And it, and it took them a couple of seconds actually. So props to Lank. That's really cool. It took them two whole seconds. Awesome. He are a so, robot as well. Yeah, and, and these continue. So now Lank is coming to us directly from uh, Null Security Space. He's he's probably about three galaxies away. So let's see uh, let's see if we can hear him at all. Lank. Are you with us? I am here. I am a robot. How are you all doing? I have now replaced part biological beings with a part, bunch of parts from a broken toaster. So tell us about your uh, fun experience. It's the only vibe in space. Ah, oh, you have to say bubbles. See, this is where you play the little. Like, you know what? We should play a, in pose. Put a little like snippet of Don Ho's tiny bubbles, just to give you an idea of how much I hate bubbles. <laughs> Hate bubbles. Usually, you know, like being a paladin. Wow, I generally like bubbles, but in in, in Eve Online, I hate bubbles. Glasses. This bubble talk that everyone talks about. What's with these bubbles? Well, let me tell you a story. Let's all sit around. Um, so I have taken upon myself to get better at shooting people in the face. So I bought a bunch of rifters, as Cnels already, a bunch of ammo, a bunch of parts, and headed off to Providence to fight in a well-known section of notes. Um. Um, <sighs> bubbles are short for warp disruption, disruption fields, known as warp bubble bubbles, and they're basically an area of space designed to keep you from warping away. And usually, what happens is that's like a little mobile warp bubble uh, uh, generator, or they fly a ship that's called an interdictor, which shoots off a giant bubble on. Well, I end up in bubbles a lot, a lot, an awful lot. Oh, once I'm there, like, I've got to burn out, turn on my micro warp drive, and try to get out of there, and hopefully get out of there fast enough I don't get blown up. As you can tell, I'm not very successful at it at all. I've had over engagements and lost dozens of ships, so Cena has tons and tons of my information of how I died horribly. Oh, some notable engagements. As he's mentioned, the Cinnaballs. Uh, that particular fight, as I was relaying it to see now, it spent, I spent over an hour, almost an hour, being hunted down by this one Cinnaball and uh, running for my life. Yeah, class, and now I thought I had escaped. I'd run, you know, outrun them. I jumped through a gate. Oh, there he is with his friend. Boom. The uh, the little run-in with the um, tons of people trying to was a group called Reasonable People, at least a corporation, and I learned that they are not very reasonable in the corporation because I've had several run-ins with them. Uh, they really like me so much for so so much so much, sending me back to my you know space station where I was cloned up. So yay. My best fight, and I don't know if Cena has the information, is was the flyer incident where I jumped into a gate and there was this ship called a flycatcher, which is again an intro 
as soon as I got there, there was a giant. And he warp scrambled me and he webbed me and he started shooting at me. And I'm like, oh, screw this. So I warp scrambled him and I webbed him and started shooting. And it got his like his his shit to like sense. So I'm like, chance to fight, you know, win and fight. Until I realized that the problem is he had rockets. Lots and lots of rockets. So, so can you actually do I, like can you last, are there that, any counter like countermeasures for rockets or is it just like whoops those are coming? Uh, well, there is the well, the anti rocket rockets, but I at that point you know I couldn't shit you know it's one of, one of the things that you plan kind of think and and get an idea of what kind of equipment you want on your ship, and never did I think that I had to like you know put on my ship anti-rocket rockets because well, I haven't actually run into a bunch of rockets. A bunch of rockets because usually rockets are my thing. So all I remember is if, if, if you were a fan and you ever watched the anime uh, across the beer can missile effect where you have thousands of rockets leaning on you, mommy, because then that's all you really have time to say because at that point it's like all I see is a flash and I'm like, oh look, I'm in a station. So yay me! So for the record, though, don't ever fit the anti-rocket rockets. Just so everybody knows that that's not valid. Those those things don't work at all. They won't save you. <laughs> they don't work. <laughs> they, they, they make you feel better about yourself. Work. It's just not gonna. It's not gonna happen. The the, the thing you do for anyone that's wondering uh, to deal with rockets is to go really really fast because then they're like running up to you like slow down and and they they eventually hit you uh, but their damage is much mitigated. So that's that's what you do there. Yeah, and that's difficult. That's very difficult yeah. to do. Now, uh, one of the things, uh, really, one of the ships that uses it rockets... It helps if you're not in a bubble. Yeah, the bubbles are a pain. So one of the ships that uses uh, lots of rockets is the Tengu. Now, we have a special expert on Tengus here, uh, Stu. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what you know about Tengus. Um, there's, um, there's Tengus that are especially fit to come in and sneak up on you. And try to use you, or or and point you, and and try to use you to bait the rest of the fleet. <laughs> uh, basically, seeing I was referring to the fact that uh, we were in a wormhole um, a couple of weeks back, uh, cleaning out some sites, and um, it was myself, senile, and um, one or two other people, and we were working on on cleaning out the sites. And usually, what that is is you go in, you kill everything in everything in there, and then you bring a salvager in to. Um, salvage the the wrecks to get the the real money out of it, um, which are the nano ribbons. Um, and we were doing this in a in a um, wormhole, and we had we were watching our D scan, which is our directional scan to check if money's around. And a Loki or not a Loki, a Tengu pop just popped out of nowhere right next to me. And this um, I I was like um, senile because he's sitting in a Tengu as well. And I'm like, what's up? Uh, did you see this guy? And he's like, yep. And he warps off and um, yeah. leaves me there to so, be pointed. So, so just to go over that again, you know, he, he says, hey, you know, there's a there's a very dangerous ship here. Um, okay, Stu, that's great. So um, run, run, let run, me know run. how that goes. Well, I, I'll see you later. We'll see you back at back. the station. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, to be back. fair. You'll be there. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, Senile's ship was see, now, valued at uh, about what probably like four to five times of what my ship was worth. Easily, Plus he had yeah. the loot. Um, yeah. Yeah. 
cheaply fit. I don't remember his fit on that particular night, but his chip was was way more valuable. And and to do what this guy did, which was to sneak up us on, on us, the 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 ship would have been fit fairly poorly. Like I I could have probably I was doing pretty well against him. The problem was the scene I was just about to say was is there is a sleepner and sleepner is a command like high level. What is a is a uh, uh, command, it's a command ship. ship. Yeah, it's a sounds like ship. a sofa. It's, it's difficult. I'm not it, it looks lie. like it a freight like train. A it looks like a big space freight train. So and it's a it freight train sofa. Sure. Actually, no. There's a sofa <laughs> in the game. That's that's the uh, super carrier that Stig will be training into eventually. By the way, he'll be flying a giant space sofa. <laughs> of course, it's but, Stig. That's what. But what I was else like, would oh yeah, Stu, I'm I'm coming back. Uh, I'll come in at range in the sky. I'll start hitting with missiles. And as I'm flying, I'm hitting the D scan, and I see Sleepner as I pass a planet because it's short range. I see Sleepner pop up. I'm like, oh yeah, so never mind. Uh, I'm leaving now. And so Stu reported the whole thing. Once they realized that I left the wormhole, they just killed him because they they were trying to get the expensive ship to come back, uh, which didn't happen. You know, and and this would be great, except it happened. Stu, didn't this happen like two other times? Um, well, so yeah, so this is this is what happens when we're um, so um, I actually saw someone asking in the chat room they want an update on what we're doing as far as wormholes and what we um, we were going to live in a wormhole, but then we um, due to everybody playing other games, we kind of lost lost a lot of people that were going to stay in there with us, and you need a number of people just to maintain uh, um, living in a wormhole because um, sometimes uh, the entrance or the exit to your wormhole goes to somewhere that's not so friendly. And either has people that come through and try to attack you, or it just you need the uh, ability to sustain yourself for a couple of days because it can be kind of um, uh, boring. Because if you don't, you log on, you're the only person on, on logging on. There's not much, you, or sometimes there's not much you can do. So yeah, and you can't really get out. I mean, it's you need something <laughs> to scan it down. So and usually that's too much effort. So you're in there with your your painted volleyball talking to it for a few days while you wait for an exit to show up. <laughs> Wilson, huh. Wilson, your painted volleyball. Sure. Yeah. So we um, have we we scrapped the idea of living in a wormhole, and we were doing, and this is what we see uh, now. And myself were doing is what's called day tripping, and we basically scan down a wormhole, or we um, leave characters in certain wormholes that we know that aren't occupied by other people, and happen to visit them uh, from time to time to see how many sites are up, and then when we want, we log that alt on, scan the exit, and then go into that wormhole. So that's what we were doing this particular night was we um, scanned it down, opened it up, brought our mains from the uh, um, from you know from wherever they were into the wormhole and to do the sites. Um, and this uh, Tengu came in and pointed me, held me there. I had him about halfway down, but then the sleepner came in and just destroyed me. So, um, but we at least got the loot out, which was approximately equal to my ship. So it was kind of a wash. Yeah, and the other one was a uh, uh, like a. There was a cheetah. So th there's the other one with the cheetah that we had. Yeah. Um, and so that was. <laughs> the, Cheetah's harmless. The other one, by the other one was um, when Cena and myself were just doing sites, and we were same thing. We uh, scanned down the exit from the inside, found went in to do the sites. We had a couple of the sites done. And we saw a cheetah on D-Scan. And we didn't think much of it because, you know, he can do his own thing. He's not probably going to hurt both of us because um, between my ship and Senile's ship, we can probably take him and or tank him long enough that he's not a big deal. Oh, you can tank a cheetah forever. You just stick your <laughs> hand on his face and say no. 
<laughs> and then, so so Sinal is uh, scanning, and, and we're uh, scanning, watching. There you go. There's Eve. And uh, Senile is uh, de-scanning, watching for the digital people, and then I'm also de-scanning. And I noticed, like, two falcons, a cheetah, and there was something else that popped up on de-scan. And just then, Senile and I saw this cheetah coming on, on grid, which is basically which means they're within, like, what, 200 or 150 They're kilometers? close enough to start killing you. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> they're close enough to start killing. So we see them, and we immediately warp out. Well... Uh, that time we got away. Um, we happened to just get away without uh, too much uh, damage. They they actually didn't touch us, um, but it was one of those situations where we just like warped out and ran away. Um, but uh, so we've had a couple of bad incidents of trying to uh, trying to open up wormholes and, and uh, day trip into them. Yeah, and it's a thing in Eve that's kind of problematic, and all this ties back into that where people don't want to engage in a fight with you. Unless they, in their minds, they know they're going to kill you. Like, they're, they need to know that there's no chance you could possibly do any damage to them well, before I mean, they will even try to kill you. That, that sounds pretty familiar for just about every MMO I've ever played. Like, oh, you're 20 levels higher than me. Thanks for challenging me to a duel. Like, yeah. that, that's the sort, I mean, I think that's universal. That's human nature. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, but you can have you can have fights like a, this would be as if in arenas the two teams the the teams would look in look at each other for about fifteen minutes, try to evaluate what gear the other team has, and if the one team can't win, they just log out. You know what? I don't want to hear about arenas. The one time I was in an arena, <laughs> one mage killed me and two paladins. You know that what? I haven't played WoW for a long time, and by the way, the, the Pandaria was really tempting. But uh, last time I did arenas. Uh, it, it was just a game of let's play hide behind the column or the plant or whatever, <laughs> you know, and we poke our head out like, you know, firebolt, po poke your head out, shadow bolt, you know, it's like, come on, guys, really. And then the only ones that wouldn't do that were the rogues, and that's because they were stunning you and killing you. And as we all know, you can't do that while stunned. Constantly. No. <laughs> so, I demand you fight me on one-on-one -on -one honorable combat. <laughs> I'm going to hide behind this thing. <laughs> For I am an e samurai, like a martial arts movie, one at a time. So one of the exciting things is that we're getting a new uh, expansion coming up for Eve. Oh, I believe it is the 18th really? expansion uh, for the game. But it's free, free right? Like yeah. you bought Eve, so it's not like World of Warcraft where you got to run out and buy the new no, Xbox. They keep changing. They've been doing really good recently. I mean, they had they they did great, and then they kind of let it languish for a while, and the patches were like. Oh, we added a new space can to the game so you can kick it around. Well, it's <laughs> great. Thank you. We appreciate Take that. The space can. <laughs> but at least it was in space and it was a can. It was kind of cool. But then they introduced the really expensive, like $40 monocles that you can put on your character that you never see. Ooh, that's brilliant. So that caused some problems. I mean, we, there were people in the game. There's a big revolt. Everybody's like, uh, CCP, what are you doing? Spaceships, focus. focus. Yes. Uh, yes. My brief time in there, I contact. realized that I, I could. Contact. I realized I could, uh, by the entirety of AIE in space, a brand new ship. Not a, not a bad one, but a pretty nice one for the price of a skirt. <laughs> that, yeah. that was wrong. There, yeah, there's something yeah, there's inherently wrong with disparity. the game when. <laughs> yeah. well, it's like, well, the skirt's well, nice, but you know, then there's the nice. uh, then there's the 15 <laughs> battle cruisers that I could buy for the same amount of money. Exactly. It's like, about, it's like no, it's like 
Tengu skirt. Tengu skirt. Tengu skirt. <laughs> well, obviously I'd go for the so, skirt. Well, yes, clearly. I, I love vinyl skirts that kind of look like they're made of caterpillars. Maybe they are. It's the future. Where do you shop? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I paid I paid twenty I paid twenty dollars for the Ad at Howling at the Moon shirt. Oh, that is cool. <laughs> I like yeah. that. Yeah, but yeah, as as Cena mentioned, we're we're getting a new expansion uh, in the in the spring in the in the yeah in the winter time. Sometimes people are saying, "Well, why are you guys put? Why are you putting through yourselves through all, all this? Like, when are you getting yourself up for all that?" Well, it says new expansion time, retribution, and there's all these new little th- things are going to come out with it. And one of the reasons that I'm like psyched up about it and why I'm like practicing getting myself shot at is that. The- the viewing and relaunching of bounty hunting in the game. Ooh, bounty hunting. So for the longest time, bounty hunting was kind of broken. Uh, it was, it was, uh, it was. You, it, it didn't mean much of anything. You could, yeah. You know, throw it on you and have your friend blow you up, and you get money, and then of course you both profit because hey, you want who cared? But yeah, they retooled it. So, Sina, I don't, I don't know if you've had a chance to read the, uh, the write-up on the all thing. Let, yeah. let us all know what that's all I'm going to involve. Yeah, it's been, ch- it's been changing. CCP is really cool with this. They actually have game features, things that they're going to do, ways they're going to change ships, and they post it on a little development forum where you can communicate with them, and they say, hey, you know, we're thinking about changing these ships here and these modules here and adding this feature here. Uh, what do you think about that? And people talk about it. Um, you know, players just like us, they go in there and they give them feedback and they're like, hey, you know, you made a really good point on the yada yada whatever module. Uh, we'll fix that. And they go and they change it and then everyone says, yay, you know, fixed. So it's, it's really a two-way thing, which is really cool, actually. It's kind of refreshing. Uh, but what, what they're doing is they're changing a mass number of ships. Now, the game is all about the spaceships. And uh, for the longest time, though, and, and I was leading into this, it was about... Who has the most time in the game? Not me. Because, yeah, because it's not the time playing. Uh, we have a lot of new people that come in and they have sort of this expectation, like, all right, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna spend all my free time and I'm gonna grind up to max level this week. Well, no, you're not, because there's, there's no, no max you, level. <laughs> there, there's no Good first luck. Level, yeah, there's, you cannot get ahead of somebody by putting in more time. You have to just start the training queue and you train as fast as everyone else on the planet. And so, if somebody's been playing the game for six years. Well, tough. I guess, because yeah. you're not catching up. No. Nope. The end. <laughs> and but but still, there's there's stuff in the game that allows smaller ships to take on bigger ships if there's the right number of them, or if they if they're smart enough. And they're making that a lot better now because the the power disparity between the newbies and the old hands was really starting to get ridiculous. So they're sort of buffing the ships that you can get into really quickly. And I'm and when I mean buffing, it's like oh well, warlocks weren't powerful enough, so now we give them an instant AOE fear that they can cast constantly, and after it wears off, everyone dies. Okay, I mean like that would major... suck. <laughs> Wait, I'm not well, on board with this. So, so <laughs> what do the old timers think of this? I mean, the people that have been playing uh, since inception, like what, like I I would imagine oh, yeah. that they think there's a bit of a disparity there, and they're not thrilled. Well. Yeah, there's a there's a there's a few like that, but the, the surprising majority are like sweet newbies to shoot. Like, they're really excited about this. <laughs> like when See? Team Fortress like, Two awesome, went free to play. Fights. Yeah. So you, don't, you have to look at it. See, yeah, the way really you have to look at it is that. It. They, yeah, it's you know, of like not 
you know, for a game that's like touted for fighting, everyone is not fighting. So this actually gives people the incentive to fight. Um, the the bounty hunting system in particular has gives you the incentive to track people down. You know, you know, your chance to be this cowboy going after someone who's got yeah, sixty million skill points, but guess what? You know, Mr. 60 million skill points, 200 million-esque bounty on his head. The hell I'm going to be for the little, little bit of us. I want my... So everyone and their mother is going to be after you because everyone wants a piece of the pie. Yeah, and they're making it a lot easier to tell when you can shoot and people the, and not get you know, busted down by the cops and other things. You know, they're, they're making a lot of changes to the game. They're changing the UI. Wait. Wait, so uh, Tuku couldn't, uh, with the changes, I could have not blown up in the hangar? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. So that, that time where Tuku... probably would have blown up. Yeah, so Tuku this one time, you know, he roams around low sec where it's it's okay to just randomly shoot people. You know, the cops are like, eh, you know, whatever, whatever, do your thing. We don't care. Um, just, <laughs> They've just all been paid do off by Don't senile. do it next to the station. Go, go out there and play in the sandbox. That's fine. Leave us alone, you know. Uh, but if you do it in high sec, they're like, oh, no, you didn't. And they just that you're done. You you get death rate in the face and you're dead. Can so, I just uh, say I love the way you're explaining this. This is the funniest <laughs> stuff. So ever. so Tuku is roaming around Losec for a couple hours and and he's he he he's like, Oh I found a whatever. I found a rupture to kill. Oh I found an arbitrator to kill. Ooh, there's a stabber. Let's kill that. And you know, sometimes he's successful and sometimes not. And then a little bit later we hear, Oh I'm like what? What what Tuku? Are you okay? He's like, Oh I see. There's this guy, he's mining and he's just sitting here. It's like he's AFK. Oh, I'm going to get this guy. And so no, he it's goes a and he's like, all right, I'm attacking. And then there's silence. That's a trap. There's silence for a long time. And it's like, Tuku, did you get him? And he's like, well, turns out I was actually in high sec, so oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so they killed him. But the thing about Tuku, he's like, well, eh, whatever. Eh, don't care. Live and you know, learn. Like, we, we did a roam once, and Tuku died three times before he even got to the fleet. He wasn't with us. He just died on the way there. He's like, I'm, right. I'll meet you at the corner store. Oh, I tripped and I died. Oh, and, and then I, I stepped on a crack and died. I ran into a tree. Actually, you said lank, live and learn. I think it's just live. <laughs> I, no, I, think I don't it's think the learn. second part of that yeah. is actually happening. So, the, you know, I think that's it's fine. just learn because they keep dying. Death is only... <laughs> Okay, it's a it's a do over. Just think of yeah, it as a giant not really space. That big of a deal. Just fly things <laughs> that are too. The last thing I got to say on the expansion. Uh, did you guys mention uh, what Tuku did with the with the um, the shield on the post? Did you guys oh, oh, that oh, on the oh. podcast? The, okay, before the last <laughs> oh. thing about the expansion, this has to be said. Okay, is so we were living in the wormhole, as Stu said for a while, and the thing was. And he probably knows who we are, and he may listen to this. So, uh, Hymnos Altar, sorry, you know. If, but so we're in this hole, and we we bought a location to the wormhole. That's what you do, by the way. People sell locations to wormholes for good money. So we bought a location. It's empty, supposedly. We go in there. It looks empty. It's empty. We set up our pos, and then the next day, there's another pos in there online. We're like, hmm, this is this is rather odd. So we go looking around uh, to say, whose pos is this? We find the guy, and eventually, I start talking to him. Like, so we're in your wormhole. You're in your wormhole. Uh, we're not leaving. So how about we uh, come up with a, a deal here? <laughs> Let's deal like civilized people. And we did, which was Ooh. amazing. Like, that never happens. So uh, we, we came up with a deal. Oh, we'll go here and do this, and we'll stay away from this, and we'll be fine. And we won't shoot each other. And after a certain amount of time, once we found another wormhole, we'll leave. And then you can buy the stuff that we leave, and everyone's happy. <laughs> so then 
introduce yeah. Tuku. Oh. Yeah. Oh. And uh, Pasas, they have these shields, these big bubbles, these big shields that protect them. And they're clear. You know, you can see through them. All the goodies are inside. And there's these big bubbles. And they have lots of guns on the outside. And uh, so Tuku apparently went AFK to go watch Doctor Who or something <laughs> while he was in space. Wow. And he was in a cloaky ship. He was in a cloaky ship, so you can't see him. You can't see him. Thing is, if a cloaky ship gets close enough to something, you can then see it because it gets decloaked because you're right there with it and like, come on, you're like five feet away, you could touch it. It's not cloaked anymore. Mm -hmm. However, so, so he, he was really far away from the enemy space station. Really far. But apparently he didn't turn off his thrusters before he left. So slowly oh, no. over time, as he watches episode after episode, uh, he's slowly creeping towards this guy's pos in space. Yep, and then he gets decloaked. Gets better, and like stuck, like humping the posh shield. Like he's just sitting there, bouncing on the posh shield, can't get through it. AFK. The guy logs in and he tries to contact us. Like he's trying to be nice. He's like, um, guys, so you know, <laughs> there's a uh, ship. Which is, <laughs> there's this guy, and he's he's on our posh shield, and he's like licking it. <laughs> get him off, <laughs> guys. So, there's a um, there's a ship on my windshield. Can you kind of help me get it off? <laughs> So yeah, we, so no one was there. He could have just shot him, and and nobody would have known. Or, I mean, we would have sound a killboard, but he could have just shot him, and he would have no re repercussions. This was in a wormhole, so there's no space cops or anything. He could have just shot him, and, and nothing. But he's like trying to be really nice because we had this deal. So he was trying to contact Tuku, he was trying to contact Senile, you know, and try to figure out, you know, to not shoot him. But eventually he did because he yeah. didn't contact us, and Tuku <laughs> didn't leave. So eventually, he just was like, okay, then. And he turned all the big guns on and poof, gone. Tuku dead. You know, mm -hmm. Tuku gone. So that, that was endless but, hours of enjoyment talking to yeah. Tuku. Of course, Tuku oh, doesn't but, care. But, but guys, it, it gets even better because for till this right now, to this very day, if you were able to, sh to go to that space, you can still see Tuku's little dead corpse body flying around. This is true. Yes, Tuku's corpse is in space. <laughs> just it's a, a corpsicle. Yeah, we we yeah. joked around saying that we wanted to talk to the guy and say turn off your sh you turn off your your weapons. We want to do a little death funeral around the the corpse. Perhaps pick it up and drop it off in front of just to let you know that you know you shouldn't do that anymore because that was just really really funny. Yeah. So so finally back around to the last thing I wanted to say about the expansion. Let's see, hold on. Let me think. I remember what that is. Oh yeah. So. Uh, <laughs> Logistics ships, space priests, healers in this game. Did you guys even know that existed? Like, wow. you could be in a ship that heals space other ships. Space priests, nice. Yes, space priests. Space. Yeah, they're they're pretty awesome. They've got like the, the crosses have little thrusters and shiny bits, and it's cool. But so Giant. so anyway, space it, it used to be something that you had to train into over a period of like a couple months. You know, it took some time. So if you wanted to come to the game and that's like your thing that you like to do, you like to heal other people and you like to keep them alive when they're taking damage. CCP is just like, well, that's good for you, buddy. Uh, go ahead and see you in three months. Okay. I guess I'll mine then. So now what they've done is they're doing a big overhaul and they're taking these logistics ships and they're putting them down to a low level so you can train into them, become a space priest within like a week or two and do healing of things. And that's very cool for new players and it's very disruptive for everyone else because it allows fleets to finally have uh, tons and tons of these little repair ships flying around. And new pilots get to be really useful. So if they actually implement all these changes, and we're not sure about exactly what they're implementing yet, but if they do, it's going to completely change the game. It's just going to completely change the game. So we're all looking forward to that. 
So, awesome. Questions? That sounds really cool. Pretty good. So, Stu, did you have anything to add? No, I just uh, I've just been it's, so as far as those as a as a corp, we've been working towards uh, now that they made these changes and made these changes more accessible for uh, people like us who don't want to spend you know three months just training for a ship. Um, we're going to spend probably the next uh, uh, probably about thirty days or so training to cruisers and stuff, so that we can as a corp uh, start flying those new ships once they drop in the expansion in December. So it, it sounds like that um, there's a whole bounty thing going on. Do you guys want to explain a little bit about what's going on with that? Well, it would be good if Lank could explain it. I, if he can, Lank, can you speak? Is that possible? Or is the, let's, see uh, if, let's see if we're talking. Yeah, oh, looks Lank, good. Go, go for it. I'll let you know if you disappear. So <laughs> if I'm breaking. And you're breaking. So this. what's happening Ah, oh, <laughs> stupid internet. Only when you're trying to explain something stupid useful do you break up. <laughs> if you're not talking stupid about the topic, internet. you come through crystal tiny clear. Bubbles? <laughs> talking talking talk tiny bubbles? You're talking about tiny bubbles? Tiny bubbles. more time and then I'll explain it. Tiny bubbles. Okay. So, <laughs> as you said... Oh, no, tell me I'm breaking up again. Oh, I'm no, go, go, go. You're just lying. Okay, okay, go. there you go. So they're, they're, re, they're, they're changing the, the bounty system. So say, for instance, you really, really hate a person or a corporation or an alliance. You can go ahead and set up them. And before, like I said before, it didn't matter. Now it does matter. Uh, because the when you can with a bounty, you get a small percentage of what bounty. So say, for instance, you put, like I said, 200 million on a person. You get a small sliver of that pool, but the still the guy the bount there's a bounty still high, means that other people have free access to shoot him wherever he is, including high sec. So no more hiding in high sec if you're quote unquote a criminal. You can be blown away wherever you are, whenever you are, and whatever ship you are. So again, uh, that's cool because now you can actually make an actual career and make a living in the game shooting people in the face. So I think it got dropped, so, the part that's key to what Link is talking about. The way it used to be is, you'd put a bounty on somebody's head, and they'd be like, sweet, you know, I'm worth 400 million isk. Hey, other account that I have, kill me and collect the bounty. And they collect the bounty, and that's it. So you basically might as well just transfer the cash that, you know, this guy you're angry at that you put a bounty on, just give him the money, because that's what's <laughs> going to happen. Right? So how do they fix that? Well, what they decided to do, which is really interesting, is, well, if you put 400 million bounty on somebody's head, if he gets killed, it doesn't take all of it. You take a percentage of what the game has calculated that he lost when you killed him, right? So if you kill a 100 million-esque ship, maybe you get 20 million out of the bounty pool, of the bounty 400 million pool that's on him. So if he wants to kill himself for bounty money, that's great, but he's going to lose like four times as much in the ships that he's blowing up to do it. Wow, I love so, that they, they found a way. It's like, oh, people are going to game the system this way. We will change the mechanic so they can game the system, but they're not going to actually make a profit from this. That's really interesting <laughs> that like the, the developers are actually thinking of this sort of thing. Well, they have to because the community in EVE, these people, okay, <laughs> if there is a way to exploit the game, they're going to find it in about three minutes after it's out. I mean, it's, it's amazing how quickly they figure these things out. It's it's uh, unsettling. 
So they have to come up with these systems and make it pretty pretty good. Like people back in the day, one of the things was you could get insurance on a ship. They actually had insurance fraud. You could get insurance on a ship, and people people were building them, trying to make them really cheap, and then they were were blowing themselves up and collecting the insurance. Wow. You know, so they, they have to think about these things. So that's that's cool. And now you're going to be able to make a career out of it because you're going to be able to go out and just randomly find people and oh look, they're an expensive ship. Let's kill them. Um, the, the other big change that makes this, a lot of this possible is when you're in high sec, if you do something that looks suspicious, instead of getting a criminal flag, you get a suspect flag, a little yellow thing that says, yeah, this guy is probably going to try to kill you. And once he gets that, though, everybody can kill him. Everybody can dogpile on him. So once he decides he's going to like shoot somebody or do something that he's not supposed to be doing, everybody in high sec gets a little thing saying, oh, you know, Captain So-and-so, you can go kill him now. Here's where he is. So that's that's kind of that's kind of cool, you know. That's going to be interesting. And they've changed all of these mechanics. Before people couldn't even figure out when it was safe to kill people in high sec. There was a flow chart. CCP showed a flow chart, and they said, "Here's the current crime watch system," and we don't know how it works. The people that made the game did not even know how it works. So they overhauled that. It's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. So any anybody have anything to uh, add? <laughs> Um, no, just the expansion looks really fun. It's uh, definitely change it. Like CNL said, it's going to change something that, um, that was, you know, took three to six months to fly well down to, you know, two to three months. So if you started now, you could actually start flying with us, not to make it an entire recruitment ad, but, um, you know, within, you know, if you started now, you could join us by December by being able to fly some of the new ships. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you all very much for joining us. Uh, that's our show for this evening. We want to thank uh, Lord Senile, Lanktheris, uh, Lanktheris Robot, I guess, and uh, Robotheris. Lankbot. Lankbot and uh, Stupid Genius for joining us. Uh, next week, we'll be talking to I Don't Actually Know. Uh, oh, oh! Did I not put that part in the notes? No, I am so no sorry. No one actually put that part in the notes. <laughs> professional grade, folks. We are professional well, grade. Been, well, it's been a night of experimenting, and it has. I just, I just totally dropped the ball here. Um, next week should be. Let's see. Uh, Steam. Oh, okay, cool. We try to get the Steam guys on the show. I, I do like the Steam. Yet, the Steam yes. is good. That's why I haven't heard from them yet to see if they're interested. <laughs> Sorry. And the, the next section, I believe, is also yours, Aludra. Well, I was looking for who was on next. <laughs> Stay tuned as we've got a full ride of great AIE member segments coming right up, including Overly Dramatic News, Ask Miss Mulgra, Mega Minute, Aludra's Pets, and according to Akizab, Meep Meep. She really will read anything that's on the page. That's what Remember, we can hear you typing now. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh. I saw your name. It, it flags your name as you're typing. So it's like, and according to Akizad, he's coming up with a new segment called Meep Meep. <laughs> but before we get to that segment, if you need to reach us, we can be found at podcasts at aie-guild.org via email. Or on Twitter, we're at AIE Podcast. Uh, Gomez is at is at show not found. I am at Accusad and Aludra is at Aludra underscore AIE. Our guest Twitters are at underscore stupid genius. Really, you can type that. He doesn't mind at all. Uh, Lord Senile is at Lord Senile and Lanktheris is surprisingly enough at Lanktheris. 
And if you want to see our website, tune into the video show and all the wonderful stuff that goes on behind the scenes, you can find us at www.theaiepodcast.com. Congratulations on being a member of AIE, one of the largest and most fantastic gaming communities on the planet. Now, because AIE is so large, there is a very good chance that one of your fellow members may be living right next door. What if I told you there was a place where all of the information pertinent to you could be accessed in one easy-to-navigate website, a one-stop shop to organize meetups for BlizzCon, DragonCon, Nerdtacular, or even a small get-together at the local pub. Go to www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta-est-gaming-community and register, put in your location, and you'll have access to all of the latest events that AIE has to offer. That's www.meetup.com slash alea-eocta-est-gaming-communities. AIE, where all the nice people on the internet are. Insurance industry demos new health care plan. It's the overly dramatic news. I'm Hunts the Wind. Since Theramore started the JanaCare Universal Health Coverage Plan a few months ago, the insurance conglomerate Azeroth Cares Incorporated, or ACI, has been under pressure to come up with a private alternative. ACI was given some breathing room when Theramore was obliterated by a massive horde mana bomb, leaving JanaCare well short of both healers and patients. This week, ACI announced the fruits of its labor, a new healthcare concept called Sylvanas Care. The concept was demoed recently in both Stormwind and Ogremar and involves the instantaneous death of all new participants to be followed by their rebirth as Forsaken under the guidance of their friendly Valkyr caseworker. Since undead are immune to almost all diseases, ACI projects healthcare costs will plummet for those in the plan. Reached for comment, Lady Jaina was horrified. You shouldn't have to die to get good health care, she exclaimed. She also noted with suspicion that ACI's sister company is Blowem Sky High Zeppelins, builder of the airship that dropped the aforementioned mana bomb. She threatened that if ACI used the bomb to take out Jaina Care, its executives will need a very, very good health plan once she gets through with them. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Thrumka, and welcome to Ask Miss Mulgra, your source on matters of etiquette in Azeroth. Today's question is, if I am holding a Hallows End party, is it rude not to invite the Headless Horseman? Unless you prepare the headless ones coming, Harkens a horror despite your best hunting. Bells will toll, the fires still burn with zest. Whole or headless, a lousy party guest. But plan a party in Goldshire with candy. Put on your mask, the human one's handy. Invite the headless one to come and play. He'll feast on alliance, much to their dismay. I am Miss Mulgra, and that is my advice. Akamagosh! Follow at Miss Mulgra on Twitter.
or listen to previous episodes at MissMulgra.com. Welcome back to another Mega Minute with Mega Code, a mini cast on all things Holy Paladin. This week I finish off our talent system by going over our level 90 talents. First one, Holy Prism. Holy Prism sends a beam of light toward a target, turning them into a prism for holy energy. If an enemy is the prism, they take a certain amount of holy damage and radiate a certain amount of healing to five nearby allies within 15 yards. If an ally is the prism, they are healed for a certain amount and radiate holy damage to five nearby enemies within 15 yards. Great in both PvE and PvP. Second one, Light's Hammer. Light's Hammer hurls a light-infused hammer into the ground where it will blast a 10-yard area with arcing light for 17.5 seconds, deals holy damage to enemies within the area and healing to allies within the area every two seconds. Our first AoE ground-based heal. Great for when grouped up in PvE. Third and last, Execution Sentence. If used on non-friendly, a hammer slowly falls from the sky causing holy damage over 10 seconds. This damage is dealt slowly at first and increases over time, culminating in a final burst of damage. If used on friendly targets, the falling hammer heals the target over 10 seconds. This healing is dealt slowly at first and increases over time, culminating in a final burst of healing. For us healers, it's a hot that gets bigger over the 10 seconds. Can be used in both PvE and PvP. Now I've been using both Holy Prism and Light's Hammer so far in PvE and I'm satisfied with both for healing. However, if the fight requires a lot of movement, I'm using Holy Prism. Whereas if the fight accommodates grouped up healing, then Light's Hammer is my best choice. Well that's it for this week's Mega Minute. Thanks for listening. If you're on Twitter, come follow me at FFPMMark with a C or check out my blog page at HealingSpec.com. Luja the Mage here, helping you get all the pets. Yes, all of them. One of my favorite new spooky pets is no further than the doorstep of the Undercity. Folks, I give you the Lost of Lordaeron. The ruins of Lordaeron are just full of these little ghosts. The lost souls, victims of Arthas most likely, and his Scourge invasion who never quite made it to the half-light that is... The undead experience. So let's catch them and battle with them! These little guys are level 1, so they're perfect for your starter team to take them down if you haven't started battling wild pets yet. Or, for all you vets out there, they're a great stepping stone for leveling that alternate team up. Like all wild pets, they vary in rarity from poor to rare. So if you keep finding greys, just defeat them for XP. There are also no special spawning conditions for these guys either. Day or night, they are there, haunting the land. And remember, since they're undead, your humanoid pets will be weak against them, while aquatic pets will do them double damage. So, get yourself out there and catch yourself a Lost of Lordaeron, one wicked cool spooky pet. If you like this segment, or you want to tell me how awesome I am, you can follow me on Twitter at aludra underscore AIE. Old shows are at aludraspets.com. Have you enjoyed the AIE experience? 
If you'd like, you can help support the gaming community by sending a $5 or more donation via PayPal. All proceeds will be going towards community operations, events like BlizzCon, the community's website, and much more. You can find our PayPal link by going to our website at www.aie-guild.org. Thank you for your support, and thank you for being a member of Alea Ayakta Est. There we have episode 122 of the AIE Podcast. Thanks to Lord Senile, Robot Lank, and Stupid Genius for joining us to talk about AIE in EVE. Next week, we'll be chatting with the folks heading up the AIE Steam community. Hope you'll join us then. Audio program so good, it's like you're there!